There are moments in failing presidential campaigns when statements of the obvious become lifelines for survival. The thinking is if the campaign concedes what every other person around it knows to be true, that somehow that credibility will give it a fresh shot. Or in the case of Ron DeSantis, a new shot at life. The Ron DeSantis campaign is functionally broke and largely collapsed. He has no chance whatsoever of being the Republican nominee, but his presence and coming collapse in the race will determine the candidates who will rise. Most likely, Tim Scott, the South Carolina Republican senator, who is moving into third place in Iowa and New Hampshire polls. It's important to understand the connection between Senator Tim Scott and former New Jersey Governor Chris Christie. Their races and their rationales for victory are deeply linked. They're interconnected. Chris Christie is betting that he can beat Donald Trump in New Hampshire. In order for that to happen for Chris Christie, he needs Tim Scott to win in Iowa. If Tim Scott can win in Iowa and Chris Christie can beat Trump in New Hampshire, that means heading into South Carolina, the Republican frontrunner Trump will have gone 0 for 2. And if that happens, Tim Scott can absolutely win the South Carolina primary, meaning Trump will be 0 for 3. Trump's strength in the Republican primary is largely illusory. It's built on the idea that he's inevitable because he's unbeatable. But all of that collapses and fades away if he's beaten. What Trump has going for him right now is that once again, there is a stage full of Republican candidates who have no chance whatsoever of being the Republican nominee. They're a mix of gadflies and dilettantes like Vivek Ramaswamy, Nikki Haley, and Mike Pence. But amongst them are the candidates that can beat Trump and that will continue to rise in the polls and could, in the end, wind up being the Republican nominee. Many in the national press and the national media have written Chris Christie off, saying his campaign is a fantasy. They're the deluded ones, not Chris Christie. They've done the same thing to Tim Scott. Again, it's the national media who is deluded. I predicted Tim Scott's rise in March, just like I predicted Chris Christie's a few months back. Both of them will play an outsized role in the coming months in the debates, and between them, there is hope that Donald Trump will be denied the nomination as he is about to be indicted on racketeering charges for interfering in the election in Georgia, on federal charges for the coup he incited and staged on January 6th. And of course, that doesn't even count his 37 criminal felony charges under the Espionage Act for his mishandling of America's most important secrets, including our nuclear secrets. It is an astonishing betrayal of his oath of the country and her people. The simple fact is this, according to the polls, which probably overstate the case, Joe Biden in this moment is comfortably beating Donald Trump. What Donald Trump has conned Republican voters on more than any other aspect of his rancid reign is this. Somehow, 
one of the greatest losers in the history of American politics, has convinced Republican voters that, in fact, he is a winner. It is a con that has destroyed the Republican Party. Thank you for listening to my political commentary. If you like what you heard today, please also consider subscribing to The Warning, daily newsletter on Substack. Our democracy hangs in the balance. The 2024 presidential election is the most consequential in America's history. It's not hyperbole. It's a fact. That is why the mission of The Warning with Steve Schmidt is to help readers orient to the currents that are shaping our times and the unseen forces driving politics that are very rarely discussed on cable news. Please sign up at Steve Schmidt, S-T-E-V-E-S-C-H-M-I-D-T dot substack dot com. Again, Steve Schmidt dot substack dot com or at the link in the show notes section below. Thank you to each and every one of you for listening and watching. Meanwhile, if you're Governor Ron DeSantis and your campaign has collapsed and it's broke, where do you go? What do you do? Well, for the Tallahassee Mussolini and his crew, he decided to get out of the humidity in Florida and come to my hometown, Park City, Utah, to the mountain air and the cool breezes. The insolvent and broke Ron DeSantis campaign decided to stay at the plush $1,000 a night Stein Erickson Lodge up in Deer Valley. It was there at the $1,000 a night lodge that they talked about the campaign reset, the great and glorious days to come. With no further ado, let me read from the Alex Eisenstadt story from Politico that describes the scene. Top officials on Florida Governor Ron DeSantis's campaign acknowledged to donors on Sunday that they'd spent too much money and that further changes would be made as they looked to recover from a disappointing start, according to three people who were present for the discussion. Appearing before around 70 of the campaign's top contributors at the Stein Erickson Lodge in Deer Valley, Utah, DeSantis's campaign manager, Janera Peck, said money had been spent on operations that turned out to be ineffective and that the campaign would move to a leaner, quote, insurgent posture, end quote, moving forward. Among the changes being made were to, quote, expose, end quote, voters to DeSantis more, said Nick Iarasi, a Florida-based lobbyist and fundraiser who was at the event. Let Ron be Ron, added Iarasi. That's what got him here. That's what made him the leader that he is in Florida. We're going back to our basics on all of this. It's great to read these quotes out loud because each of them is more nonsensical than the last. Let Ron be Ron. I think that's a big part of the problem because this guy wearing the white rubber boots, that's Ron. That's what he decided to wear to walk out on the dry pavement after a storm to meet his constituents. Guess it's his adventure outfit. The person who wears it, though, will never, and I mean never, be elected president of the United States. And of course, there is his odd lifestyle preference for eating pudding with his fingers. 
which apparently he dips into the ball and then sucks from in front of his staff and other completely horrified and mystified people who are subjected to Ron DeSantis's cavalier disregard for basic manners and the dignity of people sitting in front of him. Ron DeSantis was the front runner for a brief shiny moment. And since then, he's dropped like a rock from a very, very, very high mountain. And here's the thing in politics. Dropped rocks, they don't bounce. Ron DeSantis is finished because his campaign is bankrupt. Because they hired nearly 100 people on it, and they didn't establish the cash flow, and it's all gone now. And it's a good thing. Because Ron DeSantis is a bully of the first rank. A kick-down type of guy who seeks to divide instead of inspire a mini-Trump, a diet Trump. And what Republican voters have said is, we'll take the real thing over the fake one, even though mini-Trump is just as fascist and just as antagonistic to basic decency and all of the things that Trump assaults on a daily basis. It's just that he has no humor. He's really strange. And his utter lack of charisma makes him a pale Trump imitator, like a skinny Elvis in a plastic jumpsuit. Who wants it when you can get the real thing just down the road in Mar-a-Lago? At any rate, Chris Christie is on Trump in New Hampshire, and he's picking up, just like Tim Scott is in Iowa. If Donald Trump succumbs, to the Scott Christie vice, their pincer movement in those early states, it puts South Carolina in play. And if Donald Trump goes 0 for 3, his balloon is popped. He'll fade from power. He'll be weakened in an instant like Putin. He may be able to hang on for a while, but it won't be very long until he succumbs. And then the Republican Party will finally, at long last, be free of Donald Trump. It will take a long time to pick up the damage. It will take many, many years to excise the cancer, the canker that he leaves behind will be an infected one, a grotesquerie, a stain on the soul of Abraham Lincoln's party. But in time, he will be completely forgotten. There will be no presidential library for Trump. No president will hang his portrait in the White House. And he will be remembered as little more than a stain on the great history of the United States. But until that time, he remains the country's greatest domestic threat. And he's made clear that there is nothing that he won't say, and that he won't do in an effort to try to regain power. And what that means is there will be turbulent, chaotic days ahead in the nation's politics. It will create a mirage that the country is weak, hopelessly divided, corrupt, decaying, and rotten. And of course, there is some truth to those things. Because a country that isn't in some state of decay 
does not elect a man like Donald Trump to be the commander in chief and the person whose finger is on the nuclear button. That only happens in a country where there is a problem with lassitude and apathy, a lack of concern about our children's future. The American people once again will have a choice and the race is not shaping up to be the one that the national media tells us that we're going to get. They tell us every day it will be a Trump-Biden rematch, but increasingly, it looks like it will be a three-way race, and maybe Donald Trump won't make it at all. He may not if Tim Scott takes him in Iowa, if Chris Christie can pinch him in New Hampshire. In about a month, the Republican campaign for president will begin in earnest. The numbers will start to move. They'll become dynamic. We'll have a better sense by Thanksgiving. It's the equivalent of halftime in the NFL game that is the presidential primary. Christmas is like the two-minute warning. And then it's a full-on sprint to the end. How's Tim Scott doing? He's right where he needs to be to win. The only place he needs to, which is the first place he can win, Iowa. If he wins there, everything changes. And it sets Chris Christie up for a big win in a state that has a long history of fast, sudden, dynamic shifts towards the end of the race. It's what happened to John McCain. And it could certainly happen to the former New Jersey governor. All of the experts are coming around to what you heard here first many months ago. The race is going to be different than the one you're being sold. Watch for the movements, the rhythms, the signs that show it's coming to pass. Trump's collapse and the rise of a new breed of candidates inside the Republican Party. They may turn out to be just as bad and just as dangerous, but at least they won't be Donald Trump.